what is happening. Broadcasting live from the Zimmer Communications World Headquarters. Great news for the American people. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert, featuring Stephanie Bell, News Director Brian Houseworth, John Marsh, and Hannah, the producer. This is why we listen to you. Get ready, pal. And now, here's your host, Brandon Rathert. There's just orange glow of smoke and fire consuming the the whole lower end. We were looking at traffic cameras and you could see I-70 was lit up orange. So this was not a little fire. Some folks that live in Woldridge talking to KRCG giving us an idea of just how massive this fire was. You look back at some of the traffic cam uh, footage from I-70, you see this giant red glow. You go through the town today, the entire town. It's, you're covered. I'm not even going to say it reeks. It's covered in the smell of smoke, you walk up and down the streets and you see like appliances set outside, charred washing machines, burnt stoves, washers, dryers. State Emergency Management Agency touring the area yesterday to assess the damage and compile a report. I think one good piece of news, you know, a lot of folks in a town that small, they are connected to the church. Church is going to be okay. It did suffer some damage. They're going to have to do some interior work to it, but it seems to be okay. And I know a lot of the folks there... Um, are happy. The church is still there. Post office is still there. Every little town. Got to have, like, that's your claim to fame, your little post office in a little town. And I love that kind of stuff. I lived in town for a while in southeast Missouri called Far, Far, Missouri, F-A-R-R-A-R. And I think we had a population of, like, 64 people. You had a grain, you had the grain bin, and you had a general store, and you had a church and a post office. And that was town, and that was that was it. Ashland has a post office. But yeah, I think yesterday too they said they maybe there's like a little community center and that was also spared. So Yeah, uh, and Sima there yesterday touring the area to try to see what was uh, going on Brian, what's the latest that you're hearing there? I think obviously the the mayor and we're going to feature some of her comments mm-hmm. here, but had some really neat things to say about all the folks who have come out to help over the past roughly 72 hours. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I've been in touch with uh, state representative Tim Taylor quite a bit. He is really kind of taking the lead on this issue um, in terms of coordinating things. I know that he has told me that Congresswoman Hartzler, there's a lot of folks that heard that interview, by the way, on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Congresswoman Hartzler. You sound surprised. This is where Stephanie gets bold. Of course they heard it. Of course they did. did. Exactly, which is is awesome. So, absolutely. But Congresswoman Hartzler's office heard that. Uh, Senator Hawley's office. uh, The governor's office reached out to Representative uh, Tim Taylor after our interview all of them want to know you know and they're they're gathering information um and and at this point he said it's still very too early to tell you know some of the the damage estimates and things like that but the biggest thing he is emphasizing uh brandon and stephanie is if people want to donate to donate to the red cross or to the churches or to both in monetary donations they don't that not so much supplies clothes like that it's monetary donations that they need but there's still a lot of devastation but he had told us on the record yesterday it was the community center the church and also the post office that was uh, that was spared and they're okay however on Randy Tobo's show there was a contractor who called in that said there is some damage to the church yeah apparently inside the church is going to have to replace some pews mm-hmm. the organ they're going to be needing a new organ so we can imagine some community efforts coming forward to help the folks with the church there in uh, Wooldridge. And, you know, and 
I just th- sometimes we think you know these little towns that are kind of hidden out of plain view. We don't think about them very often. But this is not just a fire that was in a little town. There's a bunch of families that lost their homes, people that lost pets, people that have nothing except like the underwear they were wearing and the shoes, and really and, and nothing That's else. It? I go back to my child. I was fairly young. We had a house burned down on uh, in Rantoul, Illinois. My mom was stationed in the Air Force there. We had a house burned down, and I had like nothing left. And what I did, ha- I mean, destroyed. Uh, but what I had left, it-, it was covered in smoke, and I couldn't go anywhere. We couldn't go anywhere to wash stuff because we were poor anyway. And now, guess what? We didn't have a home, and the things we did have left, it was covered in, in smoke. Anything that we can do for the folks in Wooldridge, um, please reach out. 874-9390, 874-9390. If you know of a fundraiser that's going to be going on to help Wooldridge, let us know about it. Text us. Call in that interview with State Rep Tim Taylor, who reps that area. You can catch that. Go to the uh, go to Wake Up Mid Missouri on demand. You can go to ninety three nine theeagle dot com or kwos dot com. You can catch that interview, and also you know you can catch podcast of the show every single day. Something that you miss, you want to go back and hear it. You go to kwos dot com or ninety three nine theeagle dot com. Wake Up Mid Missouri on demand, and uh, you click the hour that you want. Maybe you called. We're on the show and. Want to share with you. Hey, I was on Wake Up Mid Missouri with Brian Houseworth and John Marsh and Stephanie Bell and producer Hannah and Brandon. You got to hear my uh, my phone call. Welcome into the show. We are glad that you are here. 874 9390. 874 9390. So while we're pouring over the damage through Wooldridge school shooting in St. Louis oh. yesterday, and this is a dude, just so we're clear, uh, and I, you know, you hate the loss of life, especially with young kids. It really. Uh, it, it is really a, uh, a waste. I'm familiar, of course. My familiarity goes back probably 35 years with this with this school. We used to play them in its visual performing arts. They used to be called VAPA, Visual and Performing Arts. And we played them in baseball. Because you went to a magnet school, too. And this yeah. was kind of a magnet school. Yeah. And it was combined with another magnet yeah, school. And, and, and before that, wasn't it Cleveland, uh, as I recall? Cleveland Cleveland High School turned into the ROTC. It was Cleveland. Okay. They went in the magnet system, ROTC. Okay. Um, they were probably the one baseball team worse than ours because they were into visual and performing arts and we were into law. We were the two worst <laughs> baseball teams in in the Magnet League. Uh, is a former student, 19 years old, Orlando. I can't think of his last name. They've got a name. Apparently walks I, in. Orlando Harris. Orlando Harris walks in, says, I'm sick of everybody, and shoots, kills two people. Law enforcement. I want to highlight the reaction from politicians. Because obviously, you know, the teachers' union, they're coming out. Missouri legislature needs to act to control gun. No, you need to change lifestyles and the way people think. That's what you need to do. It's not about the guns. Uh, and you talk about uh, whether it's crimes in certain parts of a town or whether it's a school shooting. Uh, it's not the guns. It's not the guns. It's the people. It's 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 the environment. And people have. And listen, we see it here locally whenever there's a shooting once about once a year. Folks, for example, in Columbia, they get their signs their picket signs. And they walk through Columbia. Stop the killing now. Stop the crime. It's great. Feel like you're doing something that doesn't do anything. But I want to highlight the differences in the reactions from politicians. Cori Bush, by the way, that school's in her district, first district in St. Louis. She's the same one. Defund the police while she pays thousands of dollars for her own personal police protection. And I don't know if you're familiar with her part of town that she represents in St. Louis. Her part of town needs more police than any other community I can think of that I've had the experience of dealing with. Um. So she's reacting, um, 
and, and actually, uh, you know, I can't find too much fault with what she's saying. Here's some mental health resources. That's great. But I look at people in Tashura Jones, the mayor of Democrat, mayor of St. Louis, by the way, just moved up into the number one slot for deadliest cities in America or most dangerous cities in America. Uh, right up there with Memphis, New Orleans, Philadelphia. And guess what all those cities have in common? I hate to point this out because it's obvious, but they're all run by Democrats, all run by Democrats to show Jones, Democrat, help us, Jesus. And then I want to go to people, uh, reactions from people like Eric Schmidt. By the way, you can also catch, we had a conversation with him last week. You can also catch that on uh, Wake Up Mid-Missouri On Demand on our website. Eric Schmidt uh, thanks law enforcement for their quick and decisive action. Senator Roy Blunt thanks law enforcement officers in responding to this. Josh Hawley. Grateful for the swift response of local law enforcement. Mike Kehoe, Lieutenant Governor, running for governor. Is that is that uh, oh, has he, he signed that paperwork he yet? Is or is not? Just, There's obviously a lot of speculation yeah. that's going to happen, but it's not it's not probably won't know much about that till after the election. Uh, Lieutenant Governor Mike Kehoe, grateful for the quick response of the St. Louis Police Department. Governor Mike Parson. St. Louis Police Department quickly arrived on scene and immediately went to the sound of gunfire to protect lives, secure the area, and eliminate the threat. All of these politicians, by the way, what do they have in common? They're all Republicans. All Republicans thanking law enforcement. St. Louis Today's account of the story even uh, is quoting St. Louis police person. I think it was like 14 minutes by the time they got to call to the time that they were on scene defusing that situation. In a school, by the way, which I think they said seven security guards. And and uh, that's exactly right. And the uh, one reporter who used to be at the Post, who's now at KSDK, Christine Byers, is reporting that the police were nearby at a nearby substation. I think it was... Uh, you know, depending on who you talk to, they got there even faster than that. They were mourning the death of a colleague or someone they knew that had committed suicide and rushed to uh, the scene um, and got there. One thing we should point out about Congresswoman Bush, she did publicly give praise to, she called it first responders. She, 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 she certainly did. No doubt about that. But take a look at the comments in the Twitter comments at Governor Parson to... Basically, the people on Twitter that are responding, primarily progressives, are blaming him and Republicans for the um, for the school mm-hmm. shooting. I, it, you know, and that's wrong, by the way. It's it's not them. It's these people who uh, listen. Anybody goes anywhere and starts shooting people. You got mental issues. Uh, the other thing, and we don't know the full story on what happened here. I do know uh, that area where that took place, and I do know when you have people like Corey Bush involved, it's oh, it's somebody's fault. And if you want to play that game, then I'll go back to what some of the greatest leaders, greatest black, I guess even Democrats, uh, Shelby and Eli Steele. This is the father and son team. Uh, Eli still has medals mm-hmm. hanging around his neck for his work uh, on racial issues mm-hmm. over the years. He's the one went to Ferguson to go do a, a movie, a documentary, What Killed Michael Brown, because it was racism killed Michael Brown. Shelby Steele, this man who has medals hanging around his neck for work with race relations over the years, goes there, and he's got his crew, he's got his whole team, and they got notepads and cameras and equipment, and they land in Ferguson, Missouri, and they start talking to people, racism killed Michael Brown, right? And Mr. Steele realized racism didn't kill Michael Brown. Michael Brown's actions killed Michael Brown. Eli Steele said here on this show last year, 
And they, by the way, they still made the documentary, but they made a truthful documentary. Like, here's the crap that uh, uh, went on. He said right here, Mr. Steele did, said on this show, the worst thing that's ever happened for black people are Democrats and social services programs. Because blacks, their mindset, according to this uh, filmmaker, this guy who's decorated for his work with race relations, say, Democrats, here's social programs. You don't need to think for yourself. You don't need to do anything. We'll handle it for you. Well, and I was glad to see the Republicans' reaction to law enforcement because, you know, the last, I think, major school shooting was down in Uvalde, and law enforcement got a lot of heat for not doing the right thing. And I think from what we know so far, it sounds like, you know, the law enforcement did exactly the right thing yesterday. I think we got pretty lucky that there was a lot of folks close by, um, and it sounds like, you know, the armed guards, although they weren't able to keep him out, you know, everything kind of went according to the plan. And that's what how you hope, you know, if something tragic happens, it, it really goes on i do hope and i know those comments were early on it does sound like so a, a teacher was killed and it sounds like um it's at least being reported that her daughter was told that she kind of intervened to try to protect her students and and you know you know i don't expect i don't know you know my sister's a teacher and it's hard to think about you know how you would react in that situation but i hope folks are also thinking that teacher today because obviously you know it could have been much worse christopher arps in that area christopher arps from christopherarps.com you see him on newsmax tv all the time he's actually going to be joining us 6 35 we'll get his insight since he is in st louis and the other thing i laugh at and we don't have time here but i've got audio from a panel this was on uh face the nation on cbs and they had a panel of Democrats and independent voters. And one of the things they said, the biggest problems, they mentioned schools. And then they were asked, well, what is the biggest problem in schools right now? Democrats and independents saying on this panel, I hope to highlight the audio later so you can hear what I'm talking about. And they said the biggest problem, wokeness, wokeness in schools. We have the audio of that coming up. Uh, the uh, Daily DC Rundown. What's happening underneath the circus tent this morning, Steph? It's debate week. What you might have missed last night and what you should be watching for tonight. DeSantis, Chris last night. We've got highlights of that. And who should we be watching for tonight? Stephanie has that five minutes from now here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri, featuring Brandon Rathers. Here's a free sample of Wake Up Mid-Missouri. We do our Tiger tailgates a couple hours prior to game time. I think kickoff is, uh, is it 6.30? 6.33 to be exact. Six. Is, yeah. All right, so our tailgate opens at 4.33. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to be exact. To be exact. Exactly. Hey, I'm dealing with journalists here and Marsh and Brian. <laughs> Got to be exact. It's all good. It's all good. Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathard. Weekday mornings, 5.30 till 9 on 93.9 The Eagle. News. I'm Chris Foster. If we get people out to vote, we win. And we're two weeks to election day. President Biden gives a pep talk at Democratic Party headquarters in D.C. The president is touting legislative accomplishments like the Inflation Reduction Act and COVID relief and warns Republicans would threaten Social Security. On the polls showing Republicans with a clear advantage, President Biden predicts one more shift towards Democrats. Fox's Jared Halpern, an American basketball star in Russian custody, is having her appeal heard today. Lawyers for jailed WNBA player Brittany Griner say she does not expect any miracles during her Moscow appeal hearing on her conviction and nine-year prison sentence for possessing cannabis oil at a Russian airport. 
but is helpful. The court will hear the arguments of the defense and reduce the term, noting the judge's verdict is expected within the day. Fox's Kristen Goodwin Griner was arrested in February and says she made an honest mistake. America's listening to Fox News. My best is my humility. The Glenn Beck Program. I think that's what makes me so great, is my humility. Wouldn't you say? Glenn Beck. Weekdays at noon. My job is to tell you. On 93.9 The Eagle. Putting the fun in dysfunctional. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri on 93.9 The Eagle. Inflation in the United States has one cause and one cause only, and that is when the federal government spends too much money. Okay. We have seen trillions and trillions of dollars spent by Joe Biden and the Democrats. Just last year, last year the federal government took in $4 trillion in tax revenues. All right, and it goes on and on and on. That's Ted Cruz on The View yesterday. He was on The View uh, and hecklers, and I love that because that that highlights, that emphasizes, that drives home smashes home the point um it, it it's it's this mindset it's the way a progressive thinks here's something i disagree with here's a republican lawmaker who's sitting up there with uh, the whoopee and sunny and all the other chicks up there on the thing they don't agree they're not how and i don't even know that they disagree with what he's saying because they don't know what he's saying because they're not listening because they're shouting that's how democrats as a whole handle their business they don't listen they don't Consider what you're saying. It shout you down. Mike Pence last week gave a master class, gave a master class on how to deal with hecklers. He was speaking, speaking at some event at George, uh, uh, Georgetown. And these people get up and they just start walking out, which is fine. They're quiet. But th- then he mentions them very deftly, you know, or people that disagree with you who just walk out. Man, he handled it masterfully ted cruz on the view yesterday talking through the hecklers uh it was uh amazing and chris chris arms by the way he's here every uh tuesday you see him on uh, newsmax tv all the time has his own afternoon radio show in st louis uh chris since you missed it i'm gonna give you like (laughs) the one the one part that people at work will be taught. So when you get into work, well, I know you don't have a job. You host a radio right. show, thank goodness. But you and <laughs> That's your, not a job. Uh, it's not. I come and play every morning. They put a little bit of money in my bank account. Twice. It's great, man. Uh, but here's this is the money shot, I think, of uh, The View yesterday with Ted Cruz. A lot of folks in the media that try to, anytime a Republican is in front of a TV camera, try to say the election was fair and square and legitimate. You know who y'all don't do that to? You don't do it to Hillary Clinton, who stood up and said Trump stole the, the election. You don't, the yeah, you don't do it to Stacey Abrams, who said, who said that the election was stolen. They sat here yes. and said it was That's illegitimate, right. and, and, it and was. you guys were fine with it. Okay, so, so, so it's did, illegitimate did when Republicans you, did, win, did, but not when Democrats win. No, you know, here's the thing. All right, Chris, you get the point? I do get the point. You know, for for someone who had the opportunity to be with Ted Cruz for three months on the campaign trail in 2016 and get to know him a little bit, I'm not saying we're we're ace booms or anything, but I'm telling you, 
Ted Cruz relishes this type of stuff of being able to confront liberals because he's a super intelligent guy and he knows he will run circles around any arguments that they try to give him. So he relishes that stuff. He loves it. And I tell you what, and, and you know, I've been in politics a long time and I've seen the behind the scenes of all of that. You know, Whoopi and all the three women there on The View act like they hate Republicans, totally revulsive people. But I bet you when the lights were off, and the cameras were down, that they were just as nice and as gracious to Ted Cruz as they can be. I've seen that so many times. A lot of that stuff is an act for the cameras and for their audience and for their for their members to be like that. But I, I bet you they were very kind and courteous to Ted Cruz. Chris Arps is not lying to you right now. Chris Arps, Christopher, <laughs> I, seriously, you're right. That, that stuff uh, happens. Chris Arps, ChrisArps.com. Yeah. See him on Newsmax TV, all the... Uh, one of the things, Stephanie and I, we might cover this at 8.10. I think it's a fascinating topic. We were talking about uh, DeSantis asked in his thing last night by Charlie Crist. Hey, would you uh, would you commit to a full four-year term if you're elected governor? Of course, the thing there is 2024 presidential election. We got to wonder about Hawley when he's up for re-election in the Senate in 2024. Does he go for re-election and bail out prior to the presidential election of 2028 to run for senator again? But Stephanie brought up an interesting idea. Five seconds, mm-hmm. Chris. Yes or no? Josh Hawley is a vice presidential candidate? No. 10-4. Chris Arps, we love you. <laughs> See you guys. All right. The lone conservative.